Welcome to the Testimony Word broadcast from the Keepers House Chapel International. Our mission is to bring healing, transformation, and meaning to the lives of people in different societies with the good news of Jesus Christ. When you allow yourself to grow in relationship with Him, you start getting filled up. When you are full of the Spirit, eh, you will be restrained and constrained from doing some things that are not of honest report. God's servant delivers the word of truth with clarity, simplicity, and dexterity. Here is Pastor Francis Aubin proclaiming God's mind to you today. Father, we are grateful unto you. We have come to return all the glory unto you. And today, we thank you that your word that is anointed is still going to bless us. Thank you for taking us there and bringing us in because you are a faithful God. Praise the Lord. Amen. Please, um, let's read Proverbs chapter 28, verse number 1. Let's read together. One, go. The wicked flee when no man pursueth, but the righteous are bold as what? A lion. Praise the Lord. Do you want to read it again? One more time. <laughs> One, go. The wicked flee when no man pursueth, but the righteous are bold as a lion. Praise the Lord. I'm preaching about activation of boldness. Activation of what? Boldness. Please take your seat. Now, the scripture we just read makes us understand that there are two categories of people. The wicked and the righteous. And their wiring is different. It said, the wicked Flee it, run it, when no man pursue it. That is, something pursues the wicked man. And uh, the same thing that pursues the wicked man aside his sins, when that thing comes after the righteous, the righteous is wired like a lion. And I like the scripture because when he put it there, he did not put the righteous there as one person. He said, but the righteous are bold as a lion. That is to say that when he was talking about the righteous, he was not talking about one person. But anyone that is in Christ, true born again believer, is a righteous person. And so I can be bold, you can be bold, that brother can be bold, and that sister can also be bold. Truth of the matter is that every child of God must manifest different things in Christ. The Bible says that for we are complete in him. And so every ingredient of blessing or nature in Christ, we must manifest it. And one of the things that Christ is, is a lamb which we have been taught for many years to be humble. Praise the Lord. But a few of the times we have been taught how to be a lion. Because Christ is not only the lamb of God, but he's also the lion of the tribe of what? Judah. And so the believer must walk in the path of Christ and manifest or exhibit, express the nature of Christ. And one of the natures of Christ that we, we exhibit is the lion nature of Christ. Say, I'm a lion. Okay, so if you were a lady, it should be lioness. But for the purpose of the teaching tonight, you will still be a lion. You are what? 
A lion. Say, I'm a lion. And you see, one of the characteristics of the lion is that the lion is the strongest and is the boldest. I believe that in the bush, there are some wild, wild animals there. But the lion has been able to couch for himself a very fierce image that makes him the king of the forest. And the lion is bold. Most animals are territorial in, in the forest. But the lion doesn't care where you are. The lion will enter there and take charge as the king. And what help allows the lion to be able to do that, go into any territory and take whatever he wants from that territory, is because the lion is what? Bold. And that is to say that you and I can go into the enemy's territory without concern at all. So for many people who are concerned about witches, concerned about wizards, concerned about the, the dirtiness of certain places and, and the evil powers there and the, the accusations and the gossip and the things that human beings normally don't want to get involved with, when this spirit of boldness comes upon you, you can enter anywhere and take charge. Amen. Say amen. amen. For instance, if you put me in the desert, I will still flourish. You put me in Egypt, put me in Algeria, Morocco, anywhere. The same God with me here will be with me there. Praise the Lord. And it's important that we talk about boldness because boldness is the nature of the righteous. The righteous are as bold as what? A lion. Say, I'm a lion. I can't hear you at all. It's good to see you face to face like this and preach. You're a lion. And we're going to learn that if we're a lion, one of the things you have to do is that you must exhibit strength. Not only, and the way to exhibit strength is in many ways, but one crucial way is the roar of the lion. When the lion, Nigerians will say, when the lion roar, when the lion roars, everywhere, some of us have not heard the roaring of a lion before. I was in um, South Africa some years ago, and we went to the, you will be there, brother, and we went to the, their game, and uh, when we were there, we were in some cars, they put us in some cage, k- k- pickups that have got cages at the back as a carriage because of the danger the other animals um, posed to human lives. And then when we were there, we saw lions. We, then we, as we were leaving the park, one lion just roared, not the one closer to us, from the bush everywhere. You could hear the thing. Yes. It was vibrating. If you have heard the roar of a lion before, it's not a joke. And I, no wonder from there I understood how lions got the, get their prey. When a lion roars, a rabbit must freeze. Too much power in the roar. And there are believers right now, because of the spirit of fear, when they even shout, devil does cut walk. Because there is no power backing your roaring. Are you here at all? I pray today that the spirit of boldness will come upon you. I didn't hear that loud. Amen. So, the power of the roar of the lion is in his boldness. Guy is bold and he roars. So why is boldness important? I've told you, number one, that it is the nature of the righteous to be bold. Number two, 
It is a requirement for his presence. Boldness, Hebrews 4.16, is a requirement for his presence. He said, let us therefore come boldly unto the throne of grace, that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. Let us come how? Boldly. Come what? How? Talk to me. Come how? Boldly unto the throne of grace. Now, the throne of grace is the presence of God. It is also the place where every provision of redemption is distributed unto God's people. So he said, come boldly that you may obtain grace and find, obtain mercy and find grace to help in times of need. So there are people who still come or cannot assess the presence of God because they are not bold. That boldness is a requirement for staying in the presence. It takes the boldness that comes from the fact that you know that your guilt and your sin is not powerful enough for the blood of Jesus to bring you to his presence. Now, when he was saying that come boldly to his presence, he was actually saying that before the priest used to go to the outer court into the holy place and the holies of holies to offer sacrifice for the sins of the people once a year. But when Jesus died, that curtain was torn. So there was no longer any room for a priest to go and make intercession on behalf of anybody in the, in the state of Israel. Everywhere was like an open space so everyone could enter there. And when you were entering, you did not look whether this one is wearing a rope or was not wearing a robe because now one man was not supposed to stand in for another man. That you could just come and approach God. In fact, you didn't need to even go to a mountain. Anywhere you found yourself, he said, come. And so in your room, your room could be a sanctuary and you have come. Am I preaching now? So you have come boldly. That's no limit, no barrier, no guilt, nothing turning you back or stopping you. You are boldly come. Somebody say, I come boldly. And so, anybody approaching God who doesn't approach with boldness, it doesn't make the presence flow very well for them. That's why guilt is very powerful for the devil. So, the devil will be telling you that you are not worthy. You are not, you are not like Pastor Francis. You know, this Pastor Francis and the rest, when they are going before God, it's like, we have special concession. It's not so. If you're a child of God, you already have a special concession. And he has invited you. And he's saying that I've given you a ticket. And it's a reserved, it's a VVIP ticket. When you are coming, come what? Boldly. People don't need to know you at the gate. Once you have this ticket of redemption, you can come what? Boldly. It's a requirement. So timid people don't normally walk in the anointing. If you are a timid person, you are a fearful person, when anointing comes upon you, you are even afraid. You think it's a familiar spirit. You feel some way. You see, whenever people are afraid, they interpret the Holy Ghost and the personality of Christ as something else. Look at what the Bible said. Jesus told his disciples one point in time, I'm feeling it already. At one point in time, he told them that they should take a lead. They should take the boat. They should take the ship and take the lead and cross to the other side. And as they were going, he started walking on the water. 
and started approaching where the abode was. And when they saw him from afar, the Bible says that because they were afraid, they thought of him as a ghost. Fear will always make you define and interpret the Holy Ghost and his actions and activities as something that is a familiar spirit, that is an evil spirit. In fact, fear will make you interpret prosperity as ritual money. I'm feeling it all. Fear is fear that will make a brother miss a good wife in that sister. But he's afraid. He's afraid. So when a good person comes, he doesn't see. And he keeps missing it. And they will keep missing it until that fear goes. You know, because some of the brothers, they think that you need four hearts to marry such a sister. But it doesn't take even a half heart to marry that. Are you following here at all? <laughs> oh, I'm praying that God will give you boldness to be able to see well. Shout a louder amen. amen. So, number three, priest. Everyone who is a priest of God in Christ must be bold. If you are a priest, if you are a believer, you are a child of God, here in the keeper's house and you are born again in Christ, you must be bold. Why? First Timothy chapter 3 verse 13. For they that have used the office of a deacon, well purchased to themselves a good degree, not only that, and great boldness in the faith which is in Christ Jesus. So everyone who has done the work of or operated in the office of deaconship, what is it? Church worker, born again. Once you are born again, you are already a worker in the vineyard of God. You obtain for yourself a good degree. Shalagada <laughs> Bahaya. And a great boldness in the faith which is in Christ. So everyone who accepts the priesthood of Christ as a child of God is expected to walk in what? Boldness. When I see a pastor who is afraid of demonic things. Some pastors are afraid of demonic things. They are afraid of many, many things. Yes. Some pastors, they see what Jacob in their room. Or cockroach in a strange place. Oh, it will be seven days dry fasting. I will be looking for insecticide. That time, I will be looking for insecticide. Every priest must purchase for himself a good degree once you start working for God and it is required of you to have great boldness. What kind of boldness? Is it a normal boldness? Say I'm bold. And most of the time when you are bold, people say you are arrogant. But boldness is a spirit. I'm going to go there very soon. <laughs> when you are bold, people think you are arrogant. But I'm a priest and a priest cannot be timid. There are qualifications for becoming a priest. For becoming a missionary believer. For becoming a church worker, a deacon. For being born again, you are a new creature. And one of the things that you must exhibit in your new creation is boldness. That when you were in the world, you were timid, you were fearful, but in Christ, you must be bold. Tell somebody, I refuse to be afraid anymore. I refuse to be timid. 
Come on now, say, I receive the spirit of boldness in the mighty name of Jesus. All right, question is, is boldness just a physical personality expression? Is it a physical personality expression? Because there are people who have got, who express themselves strong. They have a strong personality. Some people are calm. Okay? So, the one who is expressing strong personality physically and the one who is calm. Is this boldness? Does boldness have to do with calmness? Or vibrancy? Is it, is it, does it have to do with whether you are an introvert, extro, extrovert, or whatever? I mean, the, the answer is in the Bible. Somebody can be calm and bold. Somebody can be hijra, hijra. And still timid. In fact, most people who express some form of hysterical behavior, they do that as a defense mechanism because they are not bold at all. When you see someone who is really bold, they are calm and collected. Nothing move on. Is coming and say, Don't do what is happening. Nothing do. Um, what are you talking about? No shaking. Nothing do. We are here. <laughs> we are on ground. <laughs> do whatever you will do, but we are here. When you finish, you will cool down. You will chill. Bold people are not always trying to, you know, when you see all these people doing like they are afraid. So don't take boldness as somebody who is rowdy. Or physically, someone who physically expresses some form of aggression as being bold. It's a spirit. And we're going to learn one of the ways you see the spirit of boldness or, or you can really encounter this boldness. You can, have, you can be bold in God. You can be bold in what? I don't know whether you're enjoying the preaching or First Thessalonians 2.2. 2. Because I want to answer for you whether boldness is just a physical expression of your personality. But you will learn from here that. But even after that we had suffered before, we were shamefully what? Entreated. As ye know at Philippi. But we were bold in our God to speak unto you the gospel of God with much contention. They were facing shame contention, they suffered many things, but they said they were bold in their God. They were bold in what? Yeah. So when you are facing things, one of the ways to see that the spirit of God is really in you is that you express boldness in God. And so somebody can be calm and is bold in God. Be bold in your God. All right? So boldness also is a spiritual consciousness. It's not arrogance. 2 Corinthians eleven twenty one to 23. It's a spiritual consciousness. And if you read the scripture in 2 Corinthians, it says that I speak as concerning reproach, as though we had been weak. It's like we are weak. How be it? Wherein soever any is bold, I speak foolishly. <laughs> I am bold also. As when you are bold, sometimes it looks like foolishness. 
So Paul said, wherein that anybody feels they are bold, me too, I am bold and I speak foolishly that I'm also bold. So the point is that you cannot have the spirit of boldness and not be conscious about it. The same way when you have timidity, you cannot be oblivious about it. So boldness is a spiritual consciousness. That's why Paul was making analogy there that, look, we have gone through things, but if somebody says they are bold, me too, I can say that I am also what? Bold. I told you again that when we came here and we're preparing here, an occult came here, he said, anyone who comes here must give offering. And I had not gone to give offering. So he came to shake me, and in his head, when he shakes me, I'll be done. So he stretched his hand, and I refused to shake him. And when, after a while, he put his hand down, we started talking. When he was not ready to shake, I shook him. I took his hand and shook him, shook him. He was pulling his hand. I was, I said, oh, let's shake, let's shake. You have to take the devil on our ass. Show that he didn't come here to collect whatever lampoo he want to collect again. Boldness. You cannot be bold and not be conscious of it. One time, Elisha was there and people surrounded his house. And the servant went to him and said, Master, we are done. The soldiers are all over around us. They have just come over us. And Elijah said, I pity you. May God, may God just open your eyes to see what is surrounding us. And when the eyes of the servant were opened, he saw a chariot of fire surrounding the mountains, surrounding them. And he was very happy. Elisha was not troubled because he knew that they that were with them were more than they that were against them. When you have this consciousness that I'm never alone, I'm a child of God, and I am bold, I'm telling you, nothing can just over, overtake you or overcome you. When you are bold, nothing just abuses you, bullies you, because you know you carry the spirit of boldness. And it is not only spirit. You must now make sure you improve and graduate. And let it become a consciousness with you. Because there's a way you exude boldness that devil knows that this one is not a candidate. Other people know that this one is not a candidate. But for some people, you are a Christian inside. But the consciousness is not there. Can we read verse, the, the two other verses there? Oh, I'm loving it. I'm loving it. Are they Hebrews? Paul is telling them. So am I. <laughs> Are they Israelites? So am I. Are they businessmen? So am I. Are they prosperous? So am I. Are they the seed of Abraham? So am I. Somebody says, so am I. Yeah, somebody says, do you know who I am? I am bored, my friend. Don't shake. Don't shake. What are they? So am I. Are you following now? Come on now. Are you sure you are here? Consciousness. Are they ministers of Christ? I speak as a fool. I am more. I am more. <laughs> say I am more. Come on now. Say I am more. <laughs> when you are bold, it will look like you are singing your own praise. It will look like you are boasting. You, you have to rise up. Devil tells you you are barren. You have to tell the devil, you know, I'm a mother. <laughs> are they talking about mothers? I am more. <laughs> Are they talking about children? I have more. Are you following here at all? 
Because sometimes what you have is not what is in your pocket. Yeah, you can have plenty of money in the bank and have empty pocket in the market. Because you have not accessed the one in the bank. So if you have no access to the one in the bank, it doesn't mean you are poor. So the fact that you have not given birth to those children does not make you barren. Are you somebody here at all? You are going to assess that thing when you assess it. When you are calling mothers, show up. I am more. Praise the Lord. Tell somebody, it's a consciousness. And there's a consciousness. I know that, you see, I'm not going to be careless with the coronavirus, and not, but I know I'm not dying. Leave this matter. Do you know what has come here before? Some of us, when we were small, some of the sicknesses that arrested us, we didn't die. It's not coronavirus that will kill us. I am more. Say, I am more. I can't hear you at all. Say, I am more. I am more. <laughs> Powerful. Consciousness. Some people, the way they even walk. When you see, you see they are walking or they are going, they are going front and back at the same time. They are not bold at all. A bold person walks, you see that they have a spring in their steps. They walk and they flow. Their walk is fluid. I'm feeling it. <laughs> yes. So, the, the believer, look, I, I saw this scripture and it was exciting. Acts chapter 13, verse 46. The believer not only has the consciousness of boldness, but the believer can wax bold. That you can grow in boldness. That's why I'm teaching you this. In Acts 13, 46, look at what the Bible said. It said, then Paul and Barnabas waxed bold. They waxed what? Bold. And said, it was necessary that the word of God should first have been what? Spoken to you. But seeing you put it from you and judge yourselves unworthy of the everlasting life, lo, we turn to the Gentiles. Now Paul and, Sil- Paul and Barnabas, they went somewhere, they preached, preached, preached until the Jews and the Gentiles, they were divided. People were just being saved. And then some people started causing confusion. But the Bible said, once they were causing the confusion, Paul and Barnabas, they waxed bold. That is, they grew bolder by the day. The greater or the stronger the opposition, the bolder they became. Some believers, the stronger the opposition, the weaker they become. Because the consciousness of boldness is low. It's low. It's a low boldness IQ. It's a spirit that is licking boldness. It's licking boldness and embracing timidity. But the stronger the contention, the greater and the bolder they became. I'm telling you, boldness is stronger than deliverance anointing. You have to be bold. I said, but there are some demons, you only confront them because you are bold. You don't confront them because you are shouting. Most of the demons we cast out before we even say in the name of Jesus, they are already gone. Because you are bold. Watch horror films. They don't know Jesus. They just see a strange spirit in that house. They scream on the spirit. They chase the spirit. Out! Demon runs away. You demon comes into your house and comes and drives you away. Because you are not bored. It's like, it's like something is running. It's like something is walking in my house. 
It's like something is working in my house. It's like there's something around. Though. It's like this house. And I'm saying, how you do, do, do. Like the place has become heavy. Hey. Look at someone and say, hey. Hey, I'm a boy. This vacation, they have been taking classes. I want to speak it like with precision. Serious. Some people. <laughs> You need boldness. So if you're a child of God, your boldness can grow. That is why the people you talk to, they matter. The people you associate with, they matter. The word you listen to matters. Some preaching you hear and all your boldness will go. Some things to when you hear, the lion in you start getting up. Do you know one of the characters, you know, we talk about the strength of the lion. We talk about the boldness of the lion. We talk about the roar of the lion. But we normally don't talk about the sleep of the lion. If you see the animal that sleeps, the lion. Yeah, go read for yourself. The male sleep, the woman go get meat and bring to the male. Yeah. Lions are always sleeping, you know? But the boldness of the lion does not allow him to define his sleep as a change of his personality. Uh, be, that I'm saying that because he's bold, when he's asleep, he doesn't see himself as a cat. That a sleeping lion still reckons himself as a very powerful entity. That the fact that he slept, he has not become a chicken. That's why I don't care what is appearing in your dream. Trying to scare you. I'm telling you that if you are a child of God, greater is he that is in you. That whether you are awake or you are asleep, some of you, some things scare you and you call for sleep. Come and take me. Oh, I don't want to be, I don't want to, I don't want to see it. Now for it. For it. Some of you feel when you sleep is when demons fly. <laughs> I said, a sleeping lion has not become a chicken. Is it a chicken? Is it still a lion? Yeah. So when you are awake, the way your spirit works, the anointing works, in fact, it works even better when you are asleep. Some of you sleep and all your concerns are inside the sleep. <laughs> I feel like this preaching is, is for me and my house, pa. Is it helping us, baby? Oh, Jesus. Guy, tell somebody that whether you are a sleeping lion or a, a lion that is awake, a lion is a lion. A lion is a lion. Say, I'm a lion. I can't hear you. Say, I'm a lion. You try, try and see. Work stronger and stronger. Very powerful. I don't know if you are enjoying the preaching. Sometimes you put your shop somewhere and there is an entity in that area. It's a human being, but it's an entity. You want to scare you? Today, one of our members called me. She went to put a shop somewhere. The place was very quiet. And she started doing a particular business in that place. And it's booming and the place has become very busy. Then somebody went for some shops after her and uh, 
from the landlord. And the person too has gone to set up the same business. So I said, there's no problem. So this morning, the owners went to our member because they want to sack the other person because she has brought life there. And she said, oh, they don't need to sack the person. The only thing is that the person, you see, some people are troublemakers. You set up your shop. You will now arrange her things in such a way that you will cover this other shop. It's some kind of witchcraft and misbehavior in the market. Because people don't understand that when we are even competitors, God has arranged everyone's portion for them. And somebody doesn't need to go down for you to go up. Praise the Lord. So I said, no, let her say, I said, no. I said, anyway. But if you are intentionally going to hamper and to destroy me, I said, when she's doing that, tell her that you are a child of God and you attend the keeper's house. You, you have to be bold and precise. See, bold people, they don't beat about the bushel. They are sentence and statement. It's like, shoom, like that. Like an arrow. So if she wants her business, you see, when you are not attacking the child of God, oh, everything will be working for her. Once you start attacking the child of God, trouble start coming to you. Anybody who's idea is to attack you wherever you are. Oh, the Lord will arise on your behalf. It's a small, it's a small matter. God will arise on your behalf. Wax bold. Every one of you here. You need to wax bolder and bolder. Like a lion. And uh, when the anointing of boldness comes upon you, how do people express it? When it comes upon them. I think I will make it a, a small series for us, right? <laughs> Is it going to be nice? <laughs> the anointing of boldness. How do you express it? Number one, Romans 15, 15. When the anointing of boldness comes upon you, it shows in your writing. Nevertheless, brethren, I have written the more boldly unto you in some sort. So when the anointing of boldness comes upon you, it shows in how you write. Yeah, when you are writing to people, when you are writing <laughs> a letter, <laughs> you are do- making a proposal to a company, when you are writing, it's your boldness, you can communicate it in your writing. Some people don't write well. And most people whose handwriting is not nice, they are not bold. They are afraid to even draw the A. Some of you, they have caned you from my first copy book to everything. The thing still didn't work well. Yeah. A, <laughs> number. It still didn't work. So sometimes when they give you an opportunity that, okay, um, Put into writing how much you want us to pay you, how much you want to earn. You see that the person is not bold. It's not bold in, in staking a claim for how much they want to collect for their labor. They ask you, what do you want? They just go and ask something small, which is their mother's dream. My grandma, who is our mother, her, her dream was that 
One day I will travel abroad, and do you know her dream? That when I'm coming, I'll buy a pullover sweater for her. That's what her dream. <laughs> See, I want to wear a brochure sweater. And me to my son, when some I say, wear your dream. Wear your two coin quarter sweater. You see that when they, they're asking you, do you want to go to this office, that office? You are not bold. You just, you are, the timidity makes you stay where you are. You can't communicate any better thing because you are not bold. They ask you gold, bronze, brass, turpentine. <laughs> Which one do you want? Is it ah? Anyone. <laughs> Anything goes. You just write. They give you opportunity to write. Then you just write. Some people, they will never invite you to a high place because you are indecisive. And that indecision sometimes comes from the fact that you are not bold. Bold people, they stake a claim. They stand with it. Whether it is good or it is bad, they have stated their own claim. Obian Kanajin. And as I'm preaching right now, there are opportunities coming to people that will require that they write to negotiate for a salary higher than what it is or for a position higher. And I'm praying for the grace to write boldly. If that amen is rather receive that opportunity. It's powerful. That when anointing comes up, it shows in your writing. It also shows in your bold face. Ecclesiastes 8.1. <laughs> oh boy. I think this thing is very nice. Kadula Badaga. Ecclesiastes 8.1. Let's read it together. One go. Who is the wise man? And who knoweth the interpretation of a thing? A man's wisdom maketh his face toward shine. And the boldness of his word face shall be changed. That when the anointing of boldness brings that consciousness of boldness to you, you see that there is something called the boldness of your face. That when you see a bold person, one area you can see that they are bold is in their face. When you see somebody who is afraid, one thing you see, you see it in their eyes, in their face. You see a person confused, you see it in their face. A person in a state of dilemma, you see it in their face. When you see somebody who is deep in his thought, you see it in their face. They are looking at your face over there somewhere. Bold face. When you carry the anointing, without even doing giddy giddy, you know that that person sitting there is very stable. Very, very what? Stable. Boldness of face. May you have it in the mighty name of Jesus. I'm telling you, I cannot marry a timid woman. It's not possible. You babysit that woman for, forever. You need to marry a bold woman. Marry a man who is bold. Some men, if something strange is coming to the house, they call the wife, go and open the door. Go and open the door. <laughs> this one too is a man. You need a, and let me address this. And some of you, you have the spirit of boldness and you have the consciousness of the Holy Ghost with you. And so you have a bold face. And some of you, your families, your friends are making you feel, especially when you are a woman, that we are the door. 
No, when you have a bold face, you have a bold face. Are you here at all? Maintain your bold face. Because a timid face is not a blessing. It's only a bold face, that's a blessing. It says that face shines, it shines, and it has the ability to change for the better. Makes your life better. But a timid face will make you backwards. Say, I receive bold face. I can't hear you. I say, I say, I receive bold face. Haven't you seen some colleague workers um, being casual and lackadaisical and misbehaving there? And then when a bold face manager, when, when, when that person appears, everybody arranges. He has not said anything, no. But everywhere arranges. Bold face. When God sets you in authority, one of the things he gives you is a bold face. Is what? I can't hear you. Is what? Child, may you have a bold face. May no prostitute slay queen look at your face and insult you to anybody. Receive a bold face. Shout a louder amen. I'm feeling it. Can I tell you another? When the anointing of boldness comes upon you, it shows in how you speak. Acts chapter 4, 29. Acts 4, 29. The anointing of boldness shows in how you speak. And now, Lord, behold their threatenings and grant unto thy servants that with all boldness they may speak thy word. The anointing of boldness shows in how you speak. You speak your words with what? Boldness. Some people out of timidity, they will be speaking, they will be stammering. And the word, the same word, one, two people are speaking the same word. One is bold, one is weak. Because they don't have boldness. In the face of threatening, they said that we will speak the word with boldness. We will not see your boldness until we have heard what you say. When we hear your words, we will know the kind of engine you have. <laughs> Some people have a decoration that looks like something, but the content and the engine is something else. You resemble something you are not. So you look bold, but you are weak. And the way we know you are weak is because we saw it from your words. When you are bold, you speak in a certain way. Speak the word of God. I'm a child of God. There's no apology. You speak audacity of faith. You speak. They say people are dying in that workplace. They say, oh, who is dying? They can die. I'm not dying. I'm a different breed. I'm a lion inside. Cats don't kill lions. You are, are, you, are you here at all? Are you sure you are here or you have traveled? Acts chapter 9, 27. Acts 9, 27. It's the first service. I'll just leave you because I have a lot to say. I can't continue. It says that, but Barnabas took him. <laughs> and brought him to the apostles. This is when Paul had converted. 
and declared unto them how he had seen the Lord in many way, in the way. And that he had spoken to him and how he had preached boldly at Damascus in the name of Jesus. This is Apostle Paul. He was going to Damascus to kill the Christians. So he was the arch enemy of the Christians. But when he converted, he preached unto the same people he hated and who hated him. With boldness. I was a murderer, but I'm not a murderer. I'm preaching to you. What will you do? When they saw the murderer preaching Christ, they couldn't touch him. Too much. Preach with boldness. To even preach to people about Christ. Sometimes you are in two minds. Hey, should I try? Should I go? Should I not go? What will I say? What will I Preach with boldness. Tell somebody, say, 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 say be bold. Mention your name. Say, Francis from today. Speak with boldness. <laughs> Some people don't preach. Don't do the work of God with boldness. Your speaking is very weak. Everything about you is weak. Act 19.8. Act 19.8. I'll just bring it to an end soon. <clears throat> it says that, and he went into the synagogue and spake boldly for the space of three months. Boldly. Arguing, disputing, and persuading the things concerning the kingdom of God. This is Apostle Paul. He's in a place where the people don't want to hear anything about Christ. He went into the synagogue. Three months, he was there. Speaking boldly. Speaking what? When was the last time he spoke boldly? Some of you are women. You are in position where men are under you. They want to bully you. Speak boldly. I told you the last time. So authority is not by age. Authority comes from position. So if the small boy is your manager, he has authority to say, sit down there. Don't let anybody use your sex to intimidate you. And don't speak because, you know, you know the, the way you speak, if I was a man, you wouldn't be treating me like that. No. Throw that one away. Stand in your position and tell the person, sit down. They will see, see, when you exhibit some anointing in a nice, righteous, and honorable way, that's one of the things, even the devil shock. One time they wanted to kill Jesus, John chapter 7. When they saw how boldly he was speaking to people who wanted to kill him, they even forgot they wanted to kill him. Because people know you will melt in the face of danger. Then when they see you rise and you start speaking me, they say, I will not give birth. It's a lie. I've already given birth already. They are just waiting to come. Yes. I see people intimidate you. A girlfriend can come and just tell you their mind and go. <laughs> and they know, yeah, what will happen. No unbeliever should be able to put their hand on their chest and say, I'm bolder than a believer. It's an error. It's like a rat saying it's bolder than Kai. You have to be bold. You have to be what? 
I'm telling you, if you are not bold, even what is yours will be taken away from you. And people know, you see, people will always test your resolve. They will test your shock absorbers and see whether there is any element of boldness in you. And so when they tickle you here and they say that, oh, I can't even say I can't even say I can't even say I can't even say I can't even so they have seen that the place is soft. But when they tickle you and it's like, like my, our second child, he was tickling me, my armpit, my hair, my hair, and I was not moving like the way he moves. He was looking, he said, why are you not moving? <laughs> I told him, I said, he's here. And he has not been able to master it here. Not to be tickled. So when I am going, my hand has not come for he start, he start reacting to. That's why a lot of people are doing here. May God give you the ability to be bold. Shout a louder amen here. You need boldness. You need what? Boldness. Philippians 1.14. I'll leave you with this last scripture. It's powerful. Shall we read it together? One, go. And many of the brethren in the Lord wasn't confident by my bonds are much more bold to speak without what? Fear. They are much more bold to speak without what? Fear. The reason why some people cannot say the things they have to say to get to the level they have to get to is because they are afraid. He said about when people saw that I am in jail and I'm still writing and I'm still preaching, my, my imprisonment did not become a, a, a matter of discouragement to them. He said they were encouraged even in my bonds. And they were bold to speak without fear. Because he in jail, he was even enjoying it. So they were not afraid again. There's a way that when you are around people who are not afraid of what men are afraid of, you become bold by impartation. By what? I can't hear you. By what? Impartation. Some people, they speak with fear. I don't speak with fear. That's why some men are here. They are even afraid to tell their wives that I love you, Papa. It's, they are afraid that the woman will jump on their shoulder. So to say I love you, you no, know, forgive. Some women to say, I'm sorry. I love you. Oh no. They have to dig a grave. Can speak with boldness. Thank you. To speak with boldness. They are afraid. <clears throat> but when you are bold, we we'll see it in your mouth. I will show you when we come for the part two. There's something called the bold mouth. <clears throat> bold what? Mouth. A mouth that is bold. A miraculous beer. Very powerful. That mouth will speak. And normally the bold mouth, bold mouth speaks mysteries. Is a bold man that will say something that the pocket has not recognized. He said, next year by this time, I own my house. 
That's how the heavens will start moving in that boat. The mouth has been bowed, so God must support it. I see it happening in your life. If that amen is louder, receive that grace in Jesus. Bold mouth. Don't see yourself as a chicken. You're a lion. Say, I'm a lion. I can't hear you. Say, I'm a lion. Say, I'm not a chicken. Say, I'm not a cat. I'm not a rat. I'm a lion. Say, I'm rich. Say, I'm not timid. I'm bold. In Jesus' name. Yes. When you are bold, all the organs in your body crown put, they become highly immune. Because the sickness you think will kill you, the abiomis, it must kill you. And if you are bold that COVID-19 will not kill you, you will not be careless, you, you will be disciplined, and this thing will not kill you. <clears throat> I see you living beyond COVID-19. May this spirit of boldness some of you, you are losing it because people keep saying that when you are dead, when you are dead, you are too bold. When it's wash, when it's wash, when you are dead, no, there's no unruliness. You need to be bold. You need to be what? Yeah. Gideon was going for a battle. God told Gideon, he said, all these 33,000 people are so following you. Take them to the river. See, you can have an army of fearful men. And it's a waste of numbers. Some people are only in the statistics, but they don't count anything in the equation. The guy just went with 300 people. Defeated a host. So strike 300 people out of 33,000 people. And you see how many percentage of people in this life who are around you who are not bold. Tell somebody be bold. Be bold. Tell somebody we can't use you for anything great if you are not bold. That's why some of you must go and become an MP of your place while you are afraid. And only foolish people are becoming MPs there. Yeah. Some of you to even go to school and become a higher, a higher degree of yourself, you know. Why why do you say? School need your be. You can go anywhere for any professor to come and molest you. Now, professors don't go molest you and re. And as you are timidly speaking like that, people are chucking the degrees. They are chucking it on a daily basis. And the year for chucking the degrees is reducing with time. You see somebody 24, 28, PhD. Before somebody has to clock 45. <clears throat> That's somebody that thing is working on. I can't hear you say it's working, it's working. Hey, receive grace and an upgrade. Receive boldness in Jesus' name. I don't know if this service has been a blessing unto you. Clap your hands, stand to your feet. 
You have been listening to the testimony word broadcast from the Keepers House Chapel International. Locate us at Madina Estate, Accra, off the social welfare road between the Gulf Lane Station and Wawan Washing Bay. Follow us on Facebook at the Keepers House Chapel International. Podcast and audio rima at Reverend Francis Auburn. Visit our website at www.keepershousechapel.org. One word. For further information, call 0244-177-831 or 0204-916-168 or 0277-532-360. Experiencing Jesus, Bethany Ministries.